lovely humans. I'm Wild Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we discuss intimate interactions in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And I am so excited to introduce to you our guest today is Philip. Welcome, Philip. Hello. Will you please tell our listeners some basic facts about you, for example, age or generation, where you're from, what your background is, and uh, profession, gender, gender identity, Hmm. all of those things. All of that thing. Oh, yeah. It's it's quite a list. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm 61 years old. I'm a native Californian. Let's see. I guess cisgender is the correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. answer to that. And my pronouns are he, him. What else? Uh, orientation. Hmm? Orientation? Uh, heterosexual. Okay. I work in show business. Nice. I also do some photography. I was a bar bouncer once a long time ago and a bartender. I've done a lot of different jobs. Amazing. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I left when I was a boy and I uh, joined the Marine Corps. And uh, then I just started just living a lot of different places. New York, uh, Florida, back to California for a while. Uh, I was overseas for a long time. So I've lived a lot of different places. Excellent. Um, but I guess my roots are in California. Okay. And when you were growing up, what was your family like in terms of when it comes to sex? Well, um, suffice it to say, I grew up in a, in a black belt catholic family so um sex didn't really exist what does black belt catholic mean (laughs) or wait is that a is that a real i don't know i've never heard that before you know as opposed as opposed to like some sort of a you know a a wimpy white belt catholic who's not all really that devoted (laughs) got it got it got it yeah like a real like a real catholic Mm -hmm. okay okay although my mother was the real catholic my dad he just went along with it because it was easier than trying to fight with her totally so but uh you know catholic mexican family so uh yeah sex didn't get discussed and actually once it was finally discussed the uh the information i got was really bad oh really yeah do you remember what it was i think the one that sticks in my mind the most is the the talk i had with my dad about about masturbation oh you know he says you gotta understand something son masturbation derbation mind you (laughs) Uh, refers to the the perturbation of the mass, which is the brain. So this will perturb your brain if you accidentally masturbate in the wind. The wind can go into your penis and then go to your brain and disturb your brain and, and you'll go crazy. What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. And... Like, that's crazy <laughs> oh my god oh wow dad that's <laughs> yeah what do you how old were you do you remember what oh, you said i think it was 11 or 12 oh my god yeah. oh yeah. my god and <laughs> but what he didn't know was that, that i already i'd already discovered the truth oh. you know? so i kind of just nodded and was you know but um wait that's a great opportunity for a segue how did you discover do you remember oh i i mean no it was an 11 12 year old kid so i had it was constantly in a state of erection constantly mm-hmm. we had this 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 teacher that you know she had really pretty legs and i would just see her and it was like oh and um so walking walking home from school i 
I found like a book with no cover on it. And I picked it up, was looking at it, and it didn't take long to, to realize that it was a pornographic novel. Oh. And uh, into my book bag it went. And, you know, reading it late at night, I, I learned about something about masturbation. And then I thought, well, let me try this out. And um, I realized that, you know, the, the results of good, you know, vigorous masturbation was not too different from, from the wet dreams I'd already been having, mm. you know. So I started mm-hmm. putting, putting things together on my own. Yeah. And uh, it was actually a pretty well-written novel. I don't know who wrote it. I, I don't, I barely remember. There was a woman in it named Ellen Towers, which I think had something to do with the fact that she had large breasts. <laughs> Okay, listeners, <laughs> if you have ever come across this novel with Ellen Towers, please let us know the name of it. <laughs> That's magnificent. So what was it like growing up in Northern California? In Northern California in the time in the time and the zone and was your entire community in that same Catholic vein or was it just yeah, your family? I mean, I, was it- the 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 neighborhood I grew up in was pretty much most, mostly Mexican families. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, there was one Jewish family, mm-hmm. uh, some white folks, you know, some Asian folks. Uh, but we were, we, the, the bulk of us were like Roman Catholics. We all went to the same parish. Uh, we all, you know, made first communion together. We all yeah. got confirmed together. We all, you know, got, got released from school for, I forget, whatever sort of catechism we had to go to. And it was just. I thought everybody was Catholic, yeah, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't have any memories of like things being like really harsh, mm-hmm. you know, we just didn't know, we didn't yeah. know about, um, about, so we found out about sex, but as children growing up, it was just, we, we were more focused on sports and, uh-huh. you know, riding our bikes and you know, hiking by the creek and whatnot and. And, you it's know, very just, idyllic. Yeah, it was. It was actually. It was. It, it, it was kind of like it was kind of like one of those childhood things you read in a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all these kids running around doing all these fun things, but there always was kind of a. And we, our our mothers would say, "Watch out for the hobos down by the river." Mm. You know, like, mm. So there was evil was lurking, but uh, we didn't have a lot of time to to dwell on it. And then how did you go on to discover more? Like, take us from masturbation into your adult sexual life. Oh, wow. Um, I, I got involved. I knew I wanted, I, I re- knew I really wanted, I really wanted to have sex. You know, I was, from the time I, I figured out that, how masturbation was great. And, you know, and I, I read this, this pornographic novel and there was some really, great sex going on in this pornographic novel but but it was pretty much vanilla sex there wasn't anything too weird about mm-hmm, it you know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. there was like a formula oh don't do that oh yes do that oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no no yes, smoke, more, yes no yes no yes, no, yes, no, no, no <laughs> smoking a cigarette and then, um but i knew i really wanted to do that and i just couldn't quite figure a way to broker it so i was always on the lookout for an opportunity mm-hmm. and opportunity never really presented itself until I guess I was I was 18 years old. Always in the lean, always 
I was working at a you know, drive-in movie and you know, trying to make out with the girls at the movie and trying to maybe get something going, going in the back seat, and that never happened. And, um, you know, I was just on the lookout. And then I got involved with uh, a drama program, a summer drama program. And we were doing, doing these plays and... You know, in, 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 the, in, in the theater world, everybody's sort of laissez-faire about things like sex and love. And oh, yeah. And having a good time. They're changing in the changing dressing in rooms, the dressing and it's room. very open. Yeah. And this woman was the costume designer for the, uh, for the shows, for the season. And she said, I'm, gonna have a, I'm having a party. I'm having a party. And um, you have to be there. I said, oh, gosh, I don't know. I've got, I've got to work. No, you have to come to the party. And I said, okay, I'll see if I can get there. And I was 18 years old, just turned 18. And uh, I got off from the uh, drive-in movie where I was working, you know, and I went to the party. And uh, everybody was there getting high and listening to Jimi Hendrix and having a good time and, you know, drinking and partying and the woman who's the hostess of the party, you know, she, she takes me by the hand. She says, come with me. There's something I want to show you. She takes me into the kitchen. And it's at this big cavernous kitchen with a big stove, you know. I guess she was sharing the place with like four or five other people. It's a mm. huge place. And then if we go through the kitchen, there's like a little back bathroom in, back behind the kitchen. She takes me in there, closes the door, starts kissing me. <gasps> Oh, and did you? I, I I kissed her back. Did I mean, you like it? Did you? Oh, okay. boy, I was enjoying it. But, oh. I mean, she she was <laughs> she was twice my age. I was eighteen. She was thirty six. And so she was really kissing me in a very very mature and good and experienced way. And um, we you know we began pleasuring each other. You know, she was she she Let's knelt get down specific. and she, what she, kind oh, of yeah, pleasure? She she. She uh, knelt down before me and pulled down my pants, began to suck my cock in like, oh, just, and I was like, I thought my head was going to explode. Was that I'd the first never, time anyone had ever That was the first time that? anyone had ever done that, you know? And, and so I'm like. <laughs> now, here's a question. Did you know that was a thing? I, yeah, I, I had read about it. Okay. I, I knew it okay. existed, but I, I had no idea how to. To get totally, to that, totally. You know? I I ask only because it took me a while. It took someone explicitly saying blowjobs are oral sex for me to connect those dots. Yeah, because yeah. I was giving blowjobs like as a sixteen year old because I was just like, this is a fun thing to do to go down on someone. <laughs> and it, and to me, it was part of uh, it was part of the making out that I was doing with this specific person, and yeah. I just did not conceive of it as yeah, a sexual did, act. You didn't, yeah. And then when I found out, I was like. Oh, I'm more experienced than I thought. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that and then, um, you know, she, she, she pulled off her shirt. She pulled my shirt off. We we're making out, you know, we're rubbing each other. I'm, I'm, I'm like fingering her and playing with her pussy. And, yeah. And it's like, really, like, you know, we're both out of breath. And then I, I, I just I was like, I was full of full of lust and energy and sex. You know, I, I just picked her up and, and I, I, well, I pulled her pants off first and I picked her up and sat her down on the, on, on the sink mm -hmm. and, and, and we just started fucking. Wow. You know, right there, you know, standing up in, on the sink in the back bathroom in this place. 
And, um, and we, I, what I remember, well, it's a blur. I mean, the, the sensations were all new. It was all fresh. It was all, you know, I, uh, but uh, we, we, looking back on it, I, I did all right for a first time. You know, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, you would think an 18 year old guy would just, would just pop, who, a horny 18 year old guy, you think you'd just pop in a second. But mm-hmm. I, was, I hung in there for a while. And, uh, and she was just, you know, she was moaning and biting my ear. And, you know, we were kissing and like really big, wonderful, sloppy kisses and wonderful, you know, tough caresses. And then and finally, you know, I came and and I I don't know it for sure, but I, I'd like to remember. I'd like to think that maybe she came at the same time. Mm. And then we just kind of like just kind of like stood there. I stood there in, and the, she bathroom. Went in the bathroom and, <laughs> and, you know, I just kind of just we just sort of like breathed. And I, I kind of like went limp inside of her. And then finally, my, my cock just sort of fell out of her. And mm-hmm. we were just there, you know, and it was just like this long time of just in each other, you know, kind of like leaning on each other's shoulders. And and then uh, this guy named Frank opened the door to the bathroom to come in and, and use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and he sees us, and it was so funny. He, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. And he like, <laughs> was like making a show of averting his gaze, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Closed door and went away, and Mim and I, her name was Mim, we mm. kind of looked at each other and we just cracked up. That's- and, uh, you know, and and that was that. You know, I had lost my virginity. Wow. I had, I was a man. <laughs> That's what they uh, tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, I, I think boys take another like twelve years to yeah, to no. start growing. Like now, I'm at the point where I'm like, maybe I would date a boy my age. Yeah, well, I'm thinking in another few years I'll finally achieve men. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I'm still working on it. I have a detail-oriented question. Yeah, if I'm doing math correctly, that puts us late seventies ish. Mm-hmm. Was there any birth control? Like, did no, she? No. no did no. she even? Actually, it wasn't late 70s. It or was, it would have it, been. What was it? It was early 70s. Early 70s. It was like 1973. Okay. So we're, we're squarely in the Maybe 70s. 74. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The AIDS hadn't hit yet. Um, and quite frankly, in that particular moment, she was not concerned about getting she, pregnant. She wasn't concerned about getting pregnant. I sure as heck wasn't concerned about anything. I mean, it was it was hot. Yeah. You know, it was in a way it sort of was like the the model for my uh for my fantasy encounter. Just this just mm. this sudden uh just this pouncing upon the moment. You yeah. Know? Do you think or would you say that has had an effect on your overall sex life as a first experience or has it shaped some of your things or do you feel like it was an expression of your internal desires? Well, I, I would say that the answer, the answer to all three of those queries is yes. You know, it, it had, I mean, it has had an It did have an effect. I think it continues to in some way. Mm. Um, it, it, as, as my first encounter, you know, it, it was the model for, for future encounters because I, I mean, that kind of arousal, that kind of intensity, I, th- I think since that moment, I think I, I want every encounter to, to have that kind of, yeah. that kind of well, abandon. And how often in 
a man's life in your life? Actually, here's a question. How often in your life has that happened since? Like how many women are like, hey, come here. <laughs> Let me do you. Because I've never done that with a person. And it's, I would be so nervous too, weirdly, but I'm a strange well, flavor know, of shy. Well, you know, it's a, I, I think that's the point though. I mean, it's, there, there's, there's a moment where, where the mind turns off and, and instinct takes over and no amount of nervousness can overcome instinct. And yeah. when that moment is happening, when, when, when you see it in someone's eyes or you hear it in their voice or you, you pick it up in their, their movements or gestures, you know, then it's, it's time to just, you know, pull the, pull the trigger. <laughs> Love you know? it. So did you guys see each other again? Were there any like sneaky dressing room situations happening or? No, actually no. we, we attended a, we attended an art fair like the next day. We just, mm -hmm. we were going with a group, you know, yeah. and I'm kind of like trying to like talk about what happened. Yeah, you're you know? like, and and she was like, she's like, no, I'm good. No, no. I mean, it, was, it ah. wasn't even like she was trying to avoid it. It's just like, it, it just, it wasn't, it didn't have this, the, the encounter didn't have the same sort of uh, import for her. It, mm -hmm. For her, it was just a, a moment of, of sex with this young boy that she wanted to, to yeah. fuck, you know? Do you remember any feelings about that? Were there any resulting feelings from that? No, um, I mean, uh, it's funny. I, well, I mean, I guess the resulting feeling was that, oh, okay, um, yeah, that was a big moment, but it's not like I'm not obliged to now be her boyfriend. Hmm. You know, and, and then that was kind of interesting because I, I guess I was still thinking like, well, once, once, once you fuck someone, yep. then that's it. You know, then you've got to like have a relationship, oh, yeah. and get married, and then like be devoted to them, and. It was really clear only hours later that uh, that that wasn't that wasn't anything I had to do. Uh -huh. and I thought, well, that's interesting. That's cool. You know, I didn't feel rejected or hurt. Uh, interesting thing, though. Many many years later, uh, maybe ten or twelve years later, she and I met again. In in New really? York in New York City on purpose, I assume. Um, I was I was in New York uh, working, and um, I forget I forget how, but it, it came to light that she was coming for a visit, and um, we made arrangements to get together, and we, and we got together, and um, we did it again. We fucked again. That's amazing. Yeah. What? You yeah. did? <gasps> yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. I love lovers. I don't know what it is. I think it's so romantic when lovers come back together because I, I think there is something about preserving some level of friendship. Not necessarily mm. that you've been close for all these years, but some like when you leave things on good terms mm -hmm. and then you can return and play with this friend in this very specific way. I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was sweet, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was a different kind of thing. You know, it, it didn't have the urgency yeah. of that first what, time. What could possibly have the same yeah. urgency as like fucking an 18-year-old boy for the first time? I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in and in the time since I realized that, you know, for whatever reason, this, this she really, like, she just really wanted to fuck this young kid, yeah. you know? Yeah. She really wanted that young stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I wanted anything, I wanted anything. But, you know, I was I was I was down for anything, and uh, it was a great first encounter. It sounds mutually beneficial. Yeah, mutual, mutually beneficial. You know, and 
fully, it was full on and wonderful. And, you know, when, when we came back together, you know, it was, it was kind of a sweet, f- gentle, much sweeter and more mm-hmm. gentle. And mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk. And it was during that second encounter that I said, well, you know, that was my first time. And I think she said, really? Oh, my God. You did great. Oh. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Something like something something along those lines. That's I think that awesome. was what was expressed. So, so I'm like, mm. okay. You have a lot of other experiences that you have outlined for me, but I don't know mm-hmm. the details of. Uh, Will you give us a like an overview of your sex life, and then maybe we fill in some of the details together? Okay. Well, um, when I was a young man, after having you know uh, had this encounter. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a confidence builder, but I started mm-hmm. uh, being a, a lot more able to, to say, you know, well, I think in those years, in the 70s, I say, I would, I think my line was, you know, I think you and I really should get it on. I want to pause for a second and just tell our listeners, if you hear any creepy noises, there are men working on the roof, uh, I don't think, I don't know if it's coming through. I'm not hearing a lot on the headphones, but just if you hear any big loud footsteps or booms, that's what's happening. So it could be my heart pounding, still thinking about, <laughs> about that first encounter. Um, and uh, I continued to work in the theater. You know, mm-hmm. it was mostly like amateur theater, but in, later on, a professional theater. And so I was in that, that tribe of sort of mm. free loving, free, you know, enjoying people. So that's amazing. You were like, Living during the seventies during that time, yeah, <gasps> lucky. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know, uh, gosh, you know, I, yeah, screw it. I, I kind of in the, in the, in that group in that group that I was with, I, I kind of got a, a reputation as a, as a bit of a coxman, you know, but a coxman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a rakish and, character. <laughs> but I, I I I began to to not only you know have more and different sexual encounters but i began experimenting with you know different ways of, of giving pleasure you know such I, as well i you know that different positions one, I, one one friend i talked to once he says she said that uh, you know that doggy style was really the way to go you know so i began just trying to understand why and and just sort of work on that yeah. and you know and work and, on the doggy style yeah but that's a great point so it sounds like you did not have the internet there was not porn was a very different thing porn was hard to come by it's hard you know, to come had, by i mean you could find it but it was you know you'd have to go to a particular store yeah yeah you know, and then and and it was kind of it's kind of all kind of seedy and porn didn't have the the cachet that it came to have during the golden years of porn. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it, I don't know, porn isn't even really like a thing anymore. It's just. That's not true. Well, I mean. <laughs> now everyone has seen porn. Yeah, but but that's the point. Yeah. Everyone has seen porn. Yeah. So, so is it porn if everybody sees it? I yes. Mean, I mean, my. Yes. Because, well, oh, here's, yeah. here's the thing. So I just yesterday had a friend t- share with me that the last three dudes that she fucked all went straight for her throat to choke her during sex without prior discussion. That is not... So I've talked about choking on here in a little bit, and I actually just want to do a shout-out because I was listening to Dan Savage last week, and he Mm. had a very specific conversation with 
uh, mistress. Oh, I'm blanking on her name. I'll look it up. He had a very specific conversation with a mistress that he had on, and they were talking about choking and how people talk about it too casually. And I had this moment of like, have I been talking about it too casually? Because I enjoy some choking, and they were both anti-choke. Like, they were like, do not do this. Like, you can die. This can cause asphyxiation. And I just, so I just want to be very clear on the podcast. I have only ever engaged in choking where I can still breathe. I've never had anyone fully cut off my airway. Mm. I don't find that safe or anyway. So I'm just saying that as a quick shout out to be like, dudes, anyone really don't, don't do anything dangerous with your partner. Choking qualifies as dangerous without talking to them. So well, that's yeah. my, that's my aside about porn and choking. And I think it's had a huge, an effect that we don't even realize. Well, I, I think, yeah, the, the effect being that I think a lot of young men today have, are using porn as their sex education. Yes. So you didn't so you didn't have that, but it sounds like you actually talked to friends about sex a little bit. Yeah, certain I friends. talked I talked with, you know, the, my, my lovers and with other friends and we, we talked about about sex, yeah. you know, and um you know, uh, one friend of mine, he said, "Oh man, what you've really got to do, you know, is is lick her pussy." He, he said, "That's that's the way to go if you really want to get her off." Was that the first you'd heard of it, or did you know it was well, a thing? Well, I, 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 I sort of had a sense of it, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it was like, ooh, wow, really? Because oh, how else would you like? hear about it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I thought, well, I guess the only way to find out is to try it. Yeah. Know? And I think my, my first attempts were probably pretty um, pretty clumsy because, yes, you can just go in and lick, you know, a pussy, but uh, I... I it was clear that there was there was more detail and and, and there was a more delving that had to be yeah. done. Do you um, remember the first pussy you licked? Was she familiar with? Oh yeah, licking? she was actually really helpful. Oh, you that's know? amazing. It was it was it was it was another older woman. You oh. know, and that was like a big turn on. I think that's now a big thing for young guys too. But uh, I love it. Another older woman. She she really just sort of guided me because I like. She said, "Okay, now." No, no, you, uh, further up. Okay, no. And then she like just showed me. You see this right here? And she showed me her clit. You know, she showed me the hood. Yeah. She showed me, she says, this is where you want to be working. But you don't have to hit right on this little bit, yeah. bit here. But if you just lick all around it and whatnot, you know, you're gonna, it's going to be great. And so I kind of like worked with her coaching. And That's then I, amazing. I would go and like try it, you know, with, with other, other women. And uh, it was clear that, Different women liked it differently. And yeah. I thought, well, that's interesting. So then so then I thought, okay, so I guess really, you know, if, if I'm in a I'm in a new situation with a new woman and I'm about to to go down on her, then maybe I should start from the outside and work my way in and and kind of like try to read her reactions. And I tell you, there was for me pleasure. I mean, that, that really like warm, sticky pleasure in the pit of your gut mm -hmm. would really start to, to bubble when I realized that I was giving pleasure, oh. you know, like, yeah. Ooh, you know, she's, she's moaning and, and squirming because of something that I'm doing, you know, and it's like, what do you think is the part that feels most delicious about that? Like, is it like I'm powerful or is it like I'm, there's this attraction energy or just, just to curiously wonder about that with another person you know, I, I, I you know I, it, it, there may be an element of power in there mm -hmm. you know an element of like uh -huh, 
you know, I'm 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 the cause of this. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I I once had a friend, uh, a woman who um, she would just she she just loved to to just suck my cock, you know. And yeah, we would get together, and and I said, so what what is it about that? And and she said it nakedly. Yes, it's power. I have power of you. When I have your cock in my mouth. I own you. It's so interesting because other guests have shared that. Female guests have shared that about blowjobs. I'm trying to think if I've talked to dudes about blowjobs. I don't think very much. Or, or not in, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. gay dudes. I want to talk to more gay dudes about blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you out there? Are you listening? <laughs> Do you want to come talk to me about blowjobs? For me, it's not about power at all. When I am giving a guy a blowjob, I... Have, it's never occurred to me to feel powerful. Mm. And I don't know if that's just because I am so submissive or if it's because I just really love, I take pleasure in doing it. And mm. I like that they're enjoying it, but it's almost like that's secondary to my pleasure. Mm. I don't know. I'm still unpacking that. That's my current that's, thought of the that's, moment. <laughs> that's that's an interesting issue because uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would argue that maybe that, it's, that it is an issue of power. You're just not... Oh, maybe. Gauging it that That's way. true. That's a great you know. point. Especially if I'm saying their pleasure is secondary. Huh, yeah. <laughs> See? Reframes. Instant reframes. It's possible. But, uh, but getting back, I guess, to the overall narrative. Yeah. So, you know, by the time by the time I was, you know, in and out of the Marine Corps and uh, and in New York working, you know, I had, I had uh, put together, I mean, not particularly broad sexual resume but uh, a very deep sexual resume mm-hmm. with a lot of you know a lot of a lot of sex with a lot of women but you know, pretty much just vanilla sex yeah. you know but um but i it was my nature it's it's my nature to 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 just to be because i like romantic yeah you know I, you know long weekends you know naked or eating pizza in bed and that kind of like just totally just spending a lot of time you know, enjoying each other. Yeah, with know? a lover. Like just yeah. enjoying lovership. Enjoying lovership and like occasionally getting up and, and making some food to come back to the mm. the bed with and you know, occasional showers and, and just spending time on it. So that was that was that was that's always been the thing that I've loved and about sex. Yeah. The kind of sex that I love. And then uh, finally finally I got married, mm-hmm. you know, and being an old fashioned kid, I thought, okay, you know, I, that's the end of my Mm. coxmanship and you know love that how old were you when you got married 30 okay you know so i i definitely <gasps> that's spent how old i am hmm? that's how old i am ah well you see all right i've got less than a year to catch up with you no don't, <laughs> don't, the- don't try to catch up with me darling there's, there's, there's no point in it you're, you're, you're probably ahead of me in so many ways, you know, and I mean, you're, you're pioneering stuff here. Just talking about a conversation like this. I don't even know. I don't know how I could have ever gotten into a conversation like this. in the 70s Okay. Well, I recently went on hinge for one week. I was on the dating app hinge yeah. for one week and deleted it. Cause I got overwhelmed slash dejected feeling. Cause there were so many people I said no to which is Mm -hmm. fine it's normal but i like hurt my feelings to say no to so many people in this weird way that just didn't feel good so i'm off them for now but one of the things that i put up was like first date like i dare you to come be a guest on my sex podcast (laughs) Uh, i had one guy say yes and then didn't follow up and i deleted Mm. the app so i don't know i don't know bradley if you're out there come be a guest come on bradley (laughs) don't be a wimp yeah, you said yes. You said it. Yeah, yeah. Stick, stick by your commitments, <laughs> you little twerk. But yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, 
yeah, how would you have started a conversation like this? You can't. You can't just, I mean, I am out in the world. I don't walk up to people and say, so tell me about your sex life. <laughs> I'm able to say, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, it's actually about sex. And mm-hmm. then people open up, which is right. fantastic. It's, 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 the world. it's the world we're in now. I yeah. like it. I like yeah. it a lot. So um, you got married. I got married. What and, was uh, married sex like? How long were you married? How? 24 years. Okay. You know, and. Uh, is it true what they say? When you get married, sex stops? It peters out, mm. you know. And that, that was part of the issue. That, and that, you know, there's this... I mean, when, when my, my bride-to-be and I were first together, you know, it was very wonderful and intense and it was very good. Then um, we got married and it was still wonderful and lovely. And then... She got pregnant, you know, we mm-hmm. got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did all of that stuff about, you know, having having a baby. And actually some of the sex during pregnancy was amazing. Was really? Like, oh. Because there was no no fear of getting pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so, great. You know, oh, my gosh. That's such and, a, you know, yeah. She was pregnant. There were hormones flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. in this this state. I mean, a woman in in a state of pregnancy is, is a creature in and of itself that, that's, that's a, a, a mega female, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I think for her, it, she was feeling as though she was, uh, becoming a, a full on female, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. add that to the, add the, add the, the, uh, the hormones to that. And, and wow, you know, the sex was amazing. And then, uh, then the baby was born, and you know there, there were things to contend with: postpartum depression. Yeah. You know, it was a difficult birth. You know, mm. it ended up requiring you know some surgery. Uh, oh wow! You know, like a well, it was a, like a cesarean section, mm-hmm. and there was recovery from that, and and more postpartum depression. And then this particular individual, my my ex wife, you know, had some anxiety issues about about being a success, about doing things right, right, you know, and and was feeling like, oh, you know, she fucked up because she had to have a, a cesarean, you know, she couldn't oh, have, no. like, the real thing. And, and it was like, no, you know, we got a baby out of it. Who cares? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, somewhere in all of that, you know, our sex life started taking a backseat to other things, like, mm-hmm. you know, earning a living, keeping mm-hmm. a roof over the heads, keeping the baby going. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then, you know, attempts to get it going again were short-lived. Did you guys talk about that at all? Or was it sort of just one of those things that you stopped talking about because you we, know it's a problem and you just can't, don't have the energy to deal with it? Or we, I mean, we, 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 would, we would talk about it, but we wouldn't like land head on. We would say, hey, you know, we, yeah. we've got the fuck at least once a week, you know. And we say, oh, you know, let's start setting aside a date night. And mm-hmm. we would do that for a week or two and then yeah. mm-hmm. and uh all of that kind of led me to to look outside the marriage mm-hmm. for for sexual satisfaction mm-hmm. and i did that once and uh, with no knowledge hmm? not with her knowledge Great. no because i i mean the, the, how do you how do you do, i i didn't know how to do that i i, I was not yeah. capable of it well it's not a culturally accept it is yeah more culturally appropriate to step outside of a marriage without a spouse's knowledge, hmm. which is only based on my anecdotal experience. <laughs> but I have, I've been 
Uh, I've been engaged with a few married people mm-hmm. um, on both sides of the spectrum and older guys tend to, they're in a different relationship format where it's mm. not okay to talk about. And, uh, and I've also been mm. with some people that have the open, don't ask, don't tell, Yeah, which I don't know. I, that's one of those things that like, unless I see a video of your spouse sitting next to you saying like, Hey, yeah, he's allowed to step out. I just don't want to know about it. Right. Right. You never really know. Well, in, 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 in our case, you know, it was something that I, I thought, okay, this is something I just better just keep on the DL. And, yeah. Uh, no, that makes but, sense. Um, but that, that proved ultimately unsatisfying yeah. too. You know, I, I wanted, I was married. I wanted to have this thing going on with my wife. And, uh, and then some years later, she, she found out about that affair, mm-hmm. you know, by, by going through my journal. Mm. So then Ooh. that, that's. All kinds of other kind of trust issues came up, you know, and um, finally, uh, you know, some counseling, some attempts to keep it together. And finally, she she said, no, that's it. I'm out. Mm. And, you know, after 24 years and after, you know, maybe the last four or five, you know, a real struggle to keep it together. Yeah. Oh. That was tough. That's, yeah. That was harsh. Very yeah. Harsh. But uh, so she... She split. She left. And uh, our son was in college at the time, you know, so he and I stayed together. I, okay. I told him I'd see him through college. Yeah. And I was like at loose ends. I thought, so what yeah. do I do now? Here well, I what am. do you do? <laughs> how does your sex drive feel post-divorce oh. after 24 years? Or how well, do you, you know? You know? It's funny because, I mean, it, it, there was no sex drive. I mean, it was, it was I was just... I was I was working for a computer company at that time, mm. and I was like, I would go, go sit there, I sit at my desk, and go home, you know, say hello to my son, and uh, you know, watch TV, drink a few beers, and go to bed. Yeah, and just I was numbed. Yeah, out. I was yeah. really, really on the on the skids. Then one of the young guys who I work, where I worked, funny guy, he's like a. He's like a musician and kind of a bon vivant, you know. He said, dude, you know, you're going with me and my brother. We're, we're going to get you going, you know. And uh, they would take me out to, to places around town. And uh, they would go and find women my age and bring them over and introduce oh them to me. And, with, how, you know, he, how was that for that you? Was, it was strange because <laughs> like, it was like, oh, hi. And they, one time they brought this lady over. She's a very, very nice looking woman. She, about my age probably, you know, and she was dressed up for the night. And she looked very nice. And, and uh, they said, hi, you know, say hi to Phil, you know, Phil, you know. this. And uh, I, I put up my, my fist to bump fists with her. And she, we bumped fists. And like two minutes later, she was gone. And <laughs> my young friend says, dude. You don't fist bump the ladies. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't? You know, uh, why? Because it's I don't, not romantic. I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fist bump. That's cool. <laughs> I thought so, too. Yes, dude, you don't fist bump the ladies. Oh, no, man. Oh, my gosh. So I thought, oh, gosh, there's things I have to learn. So then he says, look, here, you got to get on Tinder. I said, yeah? He says, oh, yeah, you got to get on Tinder. Did you get on Tinder? I got on Tinder. Amazing. And um, Oh, my God. All of a sudden, you know, I think that, you know, I, I, forgot, I was doing match first. I did match uh-huh, first. Uh-huh. And match was, you know, I was matching. I matched up with a few folks, but nothing really happened, mm-hmm. you know. 
And that's, that's, I think I was like, I said, yeah, he said, you got to get on Tinder. He says, people just want to hook up on Tinder. That's what I hear. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, okay, let me try that. (laughs) What do you know? You know, it was like, I was able to, 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 to make Tinder matches with folks who kind of just sort of like thinking the same thing I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have a relationship. You know, I just, I just want to have some sex. Yeah. And, um, and I started to get my groove back, you know, and it was kind of a wonderful thing to, to know that not only that I could still like, you know, get involved in sexual encounters with folks, but that I wasn't alone. You know, I I made a point in my Tinder, I'm looking for females who have no kids, you know, who are divorced or never married and who are like in their fifties. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, there's a lot of folks who were in sort of the same boat that I was in mm. and and who also came from sort of the same kind of history that I came from, you know, because yeah. I folks of my years, I we're, we're not we're, I, I, we're really inexperienced in, in, in the hookup. I, you know, the, the idea of the hookup. It's, it's like deal. my generation is started to kind of grow up with it and mm-hmm. yours is discovering it alongside yeah, us yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. As technology changes too and makes it available to all yeah. of us. <laughs> Although, but it's, it's my inexperience with, with the whole sort of hookup situation. It yeah. kind of got me in trouble once with this, this one woman that I met on Tinder. I kind of like, I went, I went outside my comfort. By this time I was starting to explore. I yeah. kind of went outside my comfort zone and, and, uh, Tinder matched with this this woman who was like in her early forties, mm-hmm. you know. So wait, is outside of your okay? Outside yeah. of your comfort zone is in okay. Yeah, because my com- my got comfort got zone is women in their fifties, grown got up. It, got it, got it, got it, got it. So this woman <laughs> in her early forties, and you know, my my thing is okay. Let's have dinner. You know, mm-hmm. no, I invited you. I should pay for dinner. Look, I'll pick you up at your place. You know, mm. and you go on a date, and yeah. you, and you're courtly and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know maybe a little chivalrous but always polite and nice and and uh, and you dress nicely mm-hmm. and so this woman and i we we had a couple of very nice uh dates and really mm-hmm. nice encounters but it was clear to me that, that you know that there was a lot that wasn't that wasn't matching up yeah you yeah. know and so you know i i, I kind of said okay well you know I don't, I don't think we can go much further than this. This was really wonderful, though. I really enjoyed everything. She got really mad at me. And she says, you really, you sent off a lot of mixed signals. I said, what, what mixed signals did I send? You, you, were, you were being nice to me. You paid for dinner. You know, you, you, were, you, you were being, you know, really good to me. You know, that, that, that to me says that you wanted to have a relationship. And, you know, you really led me on. And it was oh. like... Oh man, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to lead you on. I just I was I was doing I was, the exploration of do we like yeah, each other? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to to be a a good date. You know, I was trying yeah. to But um but it occurred to me that that maybe she maybe maybe I should have been more more casual. You know, we're both on Tinder. Maybe I should have oh. like okay, look, let's let's just fuck, you know. But I I I, I disagree. I mean, that's it's her baggage, I think. My personal as my personal philosophy as I stare down the barrel of dating once again mm. is if I'm going to take the time to go out with someone because my time is very valuable and mm. I and I don't have a lot of it. So that's kind of been my biggest, I guess, stop when it comes to dating mm-hmm. because I'm 
was never in a closed relationship with my master. I just was sexually satisfied enough that I was like, nah, I have stuff to do. I don't need mm. to spend more time on other people. But it's like, if you're going to take the time to go out with someone, you can, even if it doesn't end up in sex, doesn't end up in a relationship, I want to do something that's fun anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stare at people over a club soda because I don't drink in a bar. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when people like don't, when they're just like, well, we'll meet at a bar. And I'm like, no, no, no. I already told you I mm-hmm. don't drink. I think you sounded very nice and polite. And it sounds like she had different expectations and she could have communicated them early on mm. as well. You know, it's well, a two part, two parts to yeah. communication. <laughs> well, that, but, but that also, the what I got from it was like, oh man, you know, I, I got to start finding out what people's expectations really mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I tried to sort of suss that out, but I, I'm really not really good at just saying, hey, what are your expectations? Before we go any further, you know, what are your expectations? Well, as a person who is, I'm very good at that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily recommend it because it freaks people out. Like mm-hmm. the responses that I get sometimes when I try to be very clear in an mm-hmm. effort to be, because I think clarity is wonderful. Not everyone does. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it does kill the romance. For me, it makes me feel safe and allows me to relax, to enjoy whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know like if you're just looking to fuck me, but you also want to have coffee, then I just get to enjoy the coffee and look forward to the sex. Yeah. And uh, I don't have to be worrying in the back of my head that like, oh, I know you're not quite the right fit for me. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt your feelings and destroy you as I, you know, which is like me also blowing things out of proportion because mm. none of my exes are destroyed. They are all fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, yeah. Yeah. But but that's like what I bring into each new thing. And I and that's kind of what creates the terror because but if I can talk about it then my brain calms down. But my experience is that a lot of people don't like talking about it. And those people yeah. are not for me. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm they want me to sort of be nervous all of the time to make them comfortable. And I just can't mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't yeah. <laughs> well and so but yeah I I came around to, to feeling the same way, yeah. you know? So after that experience, you know, as, as my, as my Tinder resume started increasing, then I, <laughs> I, I started. Being Please able tell to- me you didn't like put your resume on your Tinder profile, right? <laughs> you were like, this chick, this date, this chick, this date, this chick, this date, and that date. Yeah, no, I've got notches in the, the, the head, you know, the, the headboard. Yeah, no. but, <laughs> treating, treating Tinder more like a LinkedIn. I kind of yeah. like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot Actually, of likes. Actually, yeah, a lot of references. Ooh, did we just come up with a new dating app? Is, yeah. Tinder meets LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you know. Oh, yeah. I, like I actually it. do think that's a great point, though, because I will, okay, had another friend discover me in a photo with my former master who mm. he did not have permission to post that. That's not cool. Don't, like, first of all, idiots, get former partners out of those pictures just like energetically what are you doing and second of all like if you don't have permission if you don't have consent come on yeah don't don't be a dummy yeah but i actually do think it's a great idea because i had lunch with my first ex-boyfriend last week and we are such good friends and we were actually looking at each other's hinge profiles and like i was like you're too sincere you need to have a personality like (laughs) and he was like no yours are only jokes like you have to tell me something and we actually ended up meeting in the middle and like editing each other's profiles (laughs) and then i we like walked around the park and i was taking more pictures of him for his new profile and i was just like I think it's kind of a great idea to have a reference. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm an ex-girlfriend that would, you know, I will totally vouch for you. Like, feel free to send anyone my way. Um, I I think, you know. Why the heck not? I mean, we we have the ability to do that. And I, I, I I seem to recall 
once upon a time back in my youth, there was a period of time I was with this one theater company. I really got the sense I was getting passed around, you know. And did it hurt your feelings? No, or were you okay it was with great. it? Great. I, I, I no think problem. it's kind of great. And yeah. I and I will say, like to my friend, I was just like, well, he's great in bed. Like, if you want to experience what it's like to have a dom, I think my master was a great dom. Mm. You know. <laughs> but, well, but you it's know, like, that's, well, yeah. But you know, it's funny because as my Tinder thing kept going, I started meeting different kinds of, I started looking for expectations. Yeah. Um, I actually did ask that once. And, and this woman said to me, she says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm a submissive yeah. by nature and I'm really looking for somebody to be my dom, mm. you know? And I'd never done that. I knew all of, I understood it, you know, on an intellectual level. And I said, Did you well, read about it? How did you learn about it? Um, I think I read about it. Okay. You know, you, I, by this no, time, I, I was know. reading about all kinds of okay. stuff. Every time, I, every time I saw a term, you know, BDSM, dom, sub, you know, uh, all, all these terms, I would look them up, you know, Urban mm-hmm. Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure out what was going on. I would, I would, I would, you know, read articles on it, look at porn on it, you know, mm. and try to understand what it was about. And um, she and I, we, we, we tried it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I, I couldn't hack it. It's a huge responsibility. It is. It is. Huge responsibility. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know, um, I, I I can't accept this responsibility. It's, mm. it's too much. Um, I, I, I'll eventually, you know, let you down in some way because <laughs> I because I just it's not in my nature. And and we, she says, okay, well, that's fine. You know, that's good. And and we parted ways friendly. Yeah. You know, and but that was that was great because then I started being able to really talk about stuff. I, I met this one woman on Tinder who was married. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, she would come to my place. I was living alone in a bachelor pad by that point, you know. And one at one point, I said, "So, you know, what, what would really get you off?" And she said, "Oh, what would really get me off is if 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 you were fucking me, and then just when you're about to come, you came and pulled out and came in my husband's mouth." <sighs> and I said, "Really? Is he into that?" Hmm? Was the husband into that? Well, apparently he was. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, I said, "Well, hey, set it up and let's let's see what happens." You did. <gasps> so what you know. Happened? So uh, they they came over, you know, and they were such a, they were a really nice couple, you know, just a little bit younger than me, and um, you know, we had some we had some cocktails, you know, we. We talked a little bit. I put out like you know cheese and crackers and whatnot. Oh my god, that's amazing! And music playing, and uh, you know, I was like sitting in an easy chair, and they were sitting on the couch. And then for you know, we're all sitting on the couch, and she's we're on either side of her. She's kissing us back and forth, you know. And then we're having like these these weird sort of three way kisses, you know. And then we he and I like we took her clothes off, and we kept our clothes on, and. And we're sort of like, you know, just sort of like worshiping her and kissing her and biting her. And, that sounds amazing. You know, and um, then, you know, he and I got naked and, uh, you know, we all kind of like were standing there kind of like caressing each other. And, you know, he's grabbing my cock and she's oh, really? like biting How did you nipples. feel about that? Because you said you identify as straight, yeah, right? I, I, I don't know. I was so turned on. I yeah. didn't care. So like, know? okay to play. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is fine. Love, you know? love, love, love. So, um, so then we, we, we got to bed and we, the bed wasn't that far away and we all kind of like jumped yeah. on there. And, yeah. 
and um, you know she was she, she was sucking us off and you know and I was pinching his nipples and he was pinching mine and finally um, she and he they kind of like get into 69 position and they're really having a wonderful their time there and so I kind of like arrange myself behind her and I begin to you know fuck mm -hmm. her doggy style mm -hmm. and you know I could I could feel my balls kind of like bumping against his nose a little bit <laughs> you know and he's still eating her and then you know and then I can feel his mustache kind of like tickling the, the bottom of the top and so I, I I kind of like you know pulled out of her and I, I said hey just clean it off a little bit and you know, and then so he would he would suck the, the the juices off, you know, and then I would fuck her some more, and he'd suck the juices off, and finally, you know, I I told him I said, I, you know, I'm I'm really close to coming. Do you want some? He says, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I pulled out, and you know, he took my cock in his mouth, and I came really hard, and he like didn't lose a drop. You know, oh my god! What was great was his, his, his mustache really tickled, and it was like really cool. That's and um, you know, then uh, you know, then I went down on her, and she came, she came, and then she, you know, sucked him off, and they were all kind of like lying there in a heap. That's you know, an amazing it was, threesome. It was. It was that kind of. It was kind of like that 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 first time with men. Was that your first threesome? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It was great. Oh, my gosh. Who was in charge? Or did you all just kind of like organically find you know, the rhythm? Uh, she was, I mean, she kind of like was was calling the tune at first. That's great. Yeah. You know? Because I feel like there does need to be some element of leadership. Yeah. Not Not necessarily in a dom way, but that no, too. I mean, but I, just I, like, I mean, somebody had to sort of like set the pace. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, and generally... I think in my own, in the in the in the in the in my own ideal situation, you know, I would I would like for the female or for as it turns out now for whatever partner, <laughs> yeah, to um to sort of like make the first move because I, I don't yeah. want to I I want to know that this is something that we both want to do, yeah, you know, and, I do, and short of just saying, hey, is this something that we both want to do and risk losing the moment i don't think that's a thing yeah. i think you can be like hey just checking in do you want to do this sexy thing because i do mm -hmm. I, if i want to great mm -hmm. if i don't want to then a moment hasn't been killed the moment wasn't there that's my that's, you know that's actually and, really and just and just it. for me because i love clarity when i get clarity that i can totally relax yeah, and i know i know not everyone is that way but i actually think more people probably are because the amount of people that i meet out in the world and women specifically and i think it's because of this podcast people are coming up to me and saying like no i like to have control but i want to set it down mm -hmm. so if we have partners that can give us a clear frame a clear space not for our entire lives but say an hour two mm -hmm. hours that we're getting to be naked together where they can just hold the space for me so that mm -hmm. I can just be mm -hmm. that's what I want mm -hmm. like that's what I want but if I have to spend all the time like clocking like am I safe are they gonna leave do they think I'm gonna want to marry them <laughs> you know like then I'm just gonna be an anxiety ball and I'm not yeah, gonna be yeah. like paying attention to the blowjob I'm giving there you see and <laughs> that's something you really want to give your full attention to it Wait, is no. yes yeah well and that's maybe well 
In, in a sense, maybe I got a little bit better at that because this couple kind of like they started introducing me to other couples. Oh, my God. That know? sounds and, great. And yeah. It was, we had a I had a great time. I was <laughs> running myself ragged. You know? <laughs> then uh, about about the time I was the, the, well, this one couple, then the very first couple, you know, then they they invited me to come with them to some sort of swing party. I don't know what it was, but mm. uh, but it was just it was just an orgy and it was just, you know. But the, on the way over, they explained to me, and this they explained that now, if there's somebody you see that you want to play with, all you have to do is say, hey, would you like to play? Yeah. You know, and if they say yes, then that's cool. And if that's... they say no, then it's like, well, hey, you know, thank you. Yeah. So I I kind of learned a little bit about that. It's like a whole sex party. That's yeah. Awesome. And it was, it was wild. That's great. You know? It was like, but, um, you know, uh, I, I preferred... I preferred something more intimate, which was fine, yeah. you know, but I was happy to have experienced that. Yeah. And, uh, and by that, by that time I was feeling really like, okay, I've, I've got this, you know, yeah. so I decided to take a trip to Europe. Okay. Know? And so I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm on Tinder in Europe. Yes. Great. <laughs> oh my God. Great. Oh my God. So every, every city I went to, I was meeting these, these amazing women. You That's know? And, awesome. And, um, in Paris, I met this one woman, Chantal, and we we spent like some days together, amazing, and, and, a, and a night, and it was just, it was just beautiful. It was like something I out of the, like a, that, it was like a those Gregory loverships, movie. yes, <laughs> yes. But I think that's so romantic yeah. and enjoyable in it. And then, then I went to Amsterdam from Paris, and Amsterdam, oh, oh yeah, wow. Um, I was surprised because you know I went to the red light district. Mm-hmm. I had to see, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you gotta go. It was it was fascinating, you know. I was especially fascinated by, by the the, uh, the 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 transsexual uh, prostitutes with the purple light over their booth. Oh, you know? cool! Fascinating. There was this one. I didn't know about that. She was amazing. She she was beautiful, and she had this, she had this fabulous, glamorous look about her. And you know, if if you came by her booth, you know, she she pull aside her her undies and show you her her cock. Which was enormous. Wow! And <gasps> she showed me her, showed it to me, smiled at me, and I kind of like I just broke into a blot. Wow! Oh my god! Amazing! That you know? this is the first moment that I'm realizing I would be into that. Oh, I've just was, never considered it. It just hadn't entered yeah. my field of view. Well, it's I mean, it was I didn't I didn't partake. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, just not quite my cup of tea. But boy, I she was just a a feast for the eyes. That's awesome. You know, but uh, but I I ended up. Um, and I saw I had threesomes on the mind, and I there were these two Hungarian prostitutes who were in one booth, and they were both cute and kind of exotic looking. And um, I thought, why not? You know, I can do this. When in Amsterdam. When in Amsterdam. So uh, we negotiated a price. I went in into the back, and but it really it devolved very quickly. You know, there. I mean, I had to wear two condoms, and what do you mean two? Two. At, over each other? Yeah, yeah. What does that is that that's a thing? I I'd never I I didn't. It was really cool the way they put them on. You know, you put the condom, yeah, put the condom in the mouth, yeah. and like kind of suck it on. But but you know, and there was a lot of uh, you know. Then there was some up market, you know, upselling. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, we could keep going from here, or you know, yeah, yeah, another yeah. fifty euros, or that stresses me out. I'm like, no, just yeah. do the thing. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> no, you know. How much more time we have? Okay, you know, at the end of this, and I just kind of like bailed. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get any pleasure out of it. Oh. it was, it was, I, but it was kind of like, 
I checked off that. Do you box. think it was b- related to the payment? Or do you think it was like just no, the vibe, I mean, the energy? I mean, like I mean, that, it was funny. It was just a different, a weird kind of energy. Because I, okay. I didn't have any other encounters with prostitutes there. But there yeah. was this one that I kind of like kept like going by her booth. She was from England. Mm-hmm. And she was amazing. She would, she would just come, hey, you want to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should try that yeah, for a pickup line. She had this great accent. Come on, Dolly, come on. You want to fuck me? And something about the English accent and the kind of like the brazenness of it, yeah, I found yeah. very exciting. But um, instead, I went and saw one of the sex shows. They have these amazing, it's like a vaudeville show. What? They have these amazing How vaudeville shows. did I not know this exists? Then and again, I've only been to Amsterdam once for a day with my mom. So they have this, I mean, they have this, I figure this, I, forget, I think the place is called the the circus or the elephant maybe it's the elephant i forget what it is. but the stage mm. um they have waitresses bringing bringing cocktails you know you 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 sit down uh the the the, the first act at least the night i was there was this really uh, this really attractive couple you know and they came out in robes and there's music playing and they did a little dance and then they disrobed and um they just began to fuck on this revolving bed and the music was like this kind of like disco music and they did all these amazing it was it was like, it was it was almost like watching an athletic event so cool. you know and you know he, he, he pile driver and he's like holding her up and and doggy style and then you know then she's on him and she's spinning around and you know it's just, it was yeah. it was amazing and then at the end you know when the music climaxes they didn't but the music climaxed <laughs> And then they all, they took a bow and everybody applauded, you know. That's crazy. Then, then Do- there was this amazing act for this girl. She comes out, she's naked. And um, she starts, you know, playing with herself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this little thing that comes out of her vagina. And what? she's pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out. And she kind of like ties uh a string to one end of the stage and she's pulling this thing and this thing's getting bigger and bigger and you realize it's some kind of a flag or some kind of a banner out of her vagina out of her vagina <laughs> and when she pulled when she's finally pulled the whole thing out and tied it up it says welcome to amsterdam <laughs> and she she curtsies and everybody applauds. oh my gosh i want that job oh, that sounds amazing that's great. like that's like it's like a clown, a naked yes, sexual clown. Exactly. It was, Holy it was shit. like something out of a magic show. You know, oh clown my show. God. And then they had these two guys who were like It is. Dancers. It's a clown show, magic show, naked show. Yeah. And they had t- dancers. These two guys, they were like break dancers, pop, popping and locking. And that's all they did. They, there was no sex involved, but they were like really cool dancers. Yeah. Then they had this woman come out and she was wearing like this, this military beret and she was wearing a military like jacket and, and, um, she calls for volunteers to come up. <laughs> so I, I raise my hand. She says, come up. Oh, my gosh. So I go up there. You got picked. I yeah. never get picked. And she says, she says, in English, she says, what's your name? And I said, Phil. She says, no, you're Lulu. <laughs> and somebody, somebody throws a leash and a collar out onto the stage, right? And she says, come to me, Lulu. And she puts the collar around my neck. She says, you're my dog now. <laughs> so I thought, okay. So I go, woof. <laughs> People are cracking up. 
And uh, she starts walking me around the stage. And I'm going, oh, my God. And then I, uh, so she's walking me around the stage. And then I stop and I like raise my leg and pee on the side of the stage. And everybody's just pee or oh, like I pretend like okay, I was doing like it. a dog, you know, lifting his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. And just clarifying. She starts cracking up. The That's whole audience amazing. is in stitches. Then she um, takes, somebody throws this thing on. It's like a, a mask, but it's got a dildo on, on the note for a nose. And she makes me lie down. And, um, and she starts dancing. And then she like stands over me. She, by this time, she's naked. Oh my God. And she squats down on the dildo and starts, you know, frigging herself with the dildo that's on my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like and I'm like, wow. You know, I'm, I'm checking off boxes. Oh, right? my God. And then finally, the, the music climaxes, and but she doesn't. And she helps me up. And, you know, she says, everybody, you know, g- give a hand for Lulu. <laughs> That's <laughs> and amazing. Bow, and I give her back her, you know, dildo mask <laughs> and her thing. And I, I go back. And people are like, oh, that was great. You did a good job. You know, you know it's just incredible. <laughs> So the last thing of note on that trip was um, Barcelona. I met this, this woman. She was a, a photojournalist, you know, and um, she was from Italy. And I, I almost didn't leave Barcelona because of her. She, we just, Barcelona, she loved Barcelona. I love Barcelona. And we had this, I mean, it was more than just a sexual encounter. We had this, this connection, mm. you know, and. You know, I like to, I'm, I'm a photographer. I had a good camera with me on this oh, thing. Yeah. And, um, and we were running around Barcelona, taking pictures of each other, taking pictures of uh, all these Anthony Gaudi things. Oh, my you know, God. We were just having just this adventure, you know. And, yeah. And at night, we, we, we couldn't sleep, you know. We were just all over each other. And I don't think I slept the entire time I was with her. And um, then it came time for me to, to go to Madrid to catch my plane back mm. to the States. And it was like, I, I couldn't believe we were saying goodbye. I couldn't believe that, that the intensity of the days and nights we spent together had come to a close. It felt like we'd only just begun. Yeah. And, um, but we both knew that, that, that it, it couldn't be anything, really. Yeah. yeah. But um, we both had tears in our eyes as we were saying goodbye. Oh. And we're still friends, you know. We, we, yeah. We still, like lavish praise upon each other via instagram because she's See, this amazing photo that that's a perfect example of someone you would want to put on your tinder your <laughs> tinder <laughs> resume actually she, she we yeah and i would gladly vouch for her yeah but uh but coming back from that trip you know i knew that i pretty much was ready to start trying to find a relationship. Mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't too much longer when I, I, I met my current wife, mm. you know, and, uh, did so you I, meet I, on I, Tinder? Hmm? Did you meet on Tinder? Yes. <sighs> okay. I, maybe I should get on Tinder. I don't I'll know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a weekend and you know, we're still together these, all these years later. And what's interesting is that the monogamy that I'm practicing now with my wife, mm-hmm is it's it's so much different from the monogamy the monogamy I've tried to practice with my first wife because it's it's not fear-based monogamy it's not uh like oh shit mm. everything will turn to shit 
if if I if I make a, a misstep, yeah, it's this this joyful volunteering. You know, oh. like oh man, I'm everything is so good. I'm so happy. You know, it just doesn't occur to me. That's beautiful to to to, to go outside this this bond we have yeah for for pleasure i you know? i felt that way for a while with my master even though it was not monogamous in the sense that he was married mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. lived, and lived yeah. with his wife but for i mean it's i haven't slept with anyone but him since last july and even though we are our relationship has now ended it's it it was the better part of a year thinking like no i'm good yeah i don't need anything else right now which is totally different. <laughs> I I had never experienced that until yeah. until coming together with this woman, and uh, and wow, it's great. Mm, yay! <laughs> and, and, and I you know, I'm 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 a certain age. You know, me, uh, sex is no longer the imperative that it was when I was eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. and it's and and it's no longer the restorative that it was when I was divorced in fifty five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It's part of our life. You mm-hmm. know, we have dinner together. We have sex together. We we talk about the news. We I watch television. That, we go to we we go to art openings. You know, but um, I mean, I think that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. think that sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 the the short version. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that I skipped over. I there. definitely feel like we could probably make this a six hour episode. <laughs> so maybe maybe someday when we have more time, I'll make it a bonus back episode or something. <laughs> Well, but this more than anything, I just want folks to know that um, that uh, fellow fellow humans, fellow fellow uh, fellow lovers in the, in their sixties and seventies are like people who have a heck of a lot to offer yeah. and a heck a heck of a lot of experience, but also just a heck of a lot of joy and passion. Yeah, and that uh, that age is not a an issue at all. Yeah, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any hopes for your sex life going forward? I don't know. Hopes. I just hope it continues and continues and continues. Beautiful. You know, uh, the pleasure that that we give each other and that we take from each other is really wonderful. Mm. And, um, I hope when, when when my last moment arrives that it'll be in the in, in, in the moment. <laughs> Or as my old friend, my old friend from from London says, you know, well, I hope I go out on the job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. That would be, I suppose, that would be all right, but uh, not, you, maybe not for you. Not maybe like not for your for partner. <laughs> for I've thought about partner. that before. I'm like, oh, what if I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. Oh, right now, right now, my sex life, our sex life, is beyond all of the hopes that I've ever mm. had. Wonderful. In terms of it's, it's, it's yeah, it a, it's sounds a, like you've yeah you have a long bucket list with a lot of crossed off items. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I've I've managed to cross off a few. It's amazing. If you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of sexual advice, what would you say, and what age would you pick? I think I, I would probably go back to the beginning, and I would say, young man. Honesty is the best policy. Mm. I would just just be brutally honest. I don't think you have to be brutal, but like, well, yeah, no, but honest. But I know be it honest. feels I mean, don't, brutal. Don't from be the shy inside. about yeah. being honest. Yeah, you know, you That's can great. never 
you can never go wrong about being mm-hmm. honest. You can, you, you, you might disappoint, you might end up feeling some disappointment as a, as a result of your honesty. Yeah. And feelings but, can get hurt. Yeah. But they can get hurt anyway. Yeah. And then, and, and maybe even more so. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, nobody ever, yeah. be honest straight away. Yeah. Fast. I love that. Yeah. At the end of each episode, I give guests the opportunity to ask me a sex-related question if mm. they so choose. Do you mm. want to ask me anything? When, what does it feel like when you know that it's on? When you know that it's going to happen, it's not happening yet, you know. But th- there's a moment that comes. It may be hours or days before. But when? How, how does it feel for you when you know it's on? I have two answers to this question because there is an answer which is my favorite. When I have the luxury of time and space to drop in and enjoy that so when i know that it's on whether it's someone i've met in the moment or a planned thing that i'm anticipating coming up which i think both energies are very hot in their own way i feel in my body it's almost like a tiny little electric energy Mm -hmm. like that current like those tingles that run up the back of your neck when a Mm -hmm. lover or or really just anyone whispers into your ear Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm vibrating at that that next level. And, and it's almost like each little daily thing that I do in whatever amount of time it is leading up to it has this kind of extra like boost to it of excitement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it's in the more immediate sense, like there's the when I'm actually like with a lover and we're like, you know, walking back after a dinner or mm-hmm, like heading mm-hmm. toward the bed. At that point, I'm just like probably totally in the moment enjoying the, the sensation of like the hand of my lover or the arm or the leg or the mm-hmm, kiss or the mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and that's just so delicious. Mm-hmm. And the, the version I don't like is when I know it's on, but I'm not fully dropped in because I am exhausted or stressed, but I'm still horny and I want sex and I want to connect, but I know I'm not fully able to be there. Mm. My tingle isn't the same. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And so that in those instances when I'm less able to be fully aroused during the moment, and it's it's usually a functional thing that is related to stress or time or sleep, like or hunger. <laughs> very rarely, like very rarely, have I had sex when I am hungry because I'm more likely to be like, I need to eat food first because I like can't be hungry or I die. Right, sure. Um, but those moments are interesting because I do feel this like duality of like is this going to go well? Should I, shouldn't die? You know, and there's, mm-hmm. there's like a level of anxiety that accompanies that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the best days, on the best days that gets eclipsed by the erotic energy that mm-hmm. I, that I'm get taken over by. And on the worst days when I'm really too tired and probably shouldn't have done the thing, or, you know, you say something and your lover gets mad and then you're in a fight. Mm-hmm. Well, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those good days, it's just that it's, it's mm. just like a boost. And that, and then it translates into bed. Like when I'm actually feeling the connection with someone and like really into them, 
I don't get tired when I'm on top. I don't get, you know, it's like, it is like this other creature. My sexual mm-hmm. creature just takes over and she's mm-hmm. playing, but it's like a fierce, I don't know. It's like what I imagine a large jungle cat would like, <laughs> if they weren't like ripping things apart, would like joyfully play it with, you know, yeah, it feels sure. like that power. So nice. Oh, I nice. love that uh, question. That's, I love that answer. 